Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Dave. This is Tara. And this is Adam. And you're listening to People Also Watched. We're three industry insiders clinging onto the lower rungs of the Hollywood ladder, and we love examining movies. Every month, studios release big-budget features, and for every one of those, there are a ton of lesser-known movies you just might love. So, as we cling here to the bottom of this career ladder, we're going to watch big-budget movies, but we're also going to introduce you to an older, nearly-forgotten movie that People Also Watched. So like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to us. And if you've ever heard of social media, we're on that too. Give Twitter and Instagram a listen. Wait, do you listen? You don't listen. You look at People Also Watch. Not People Also Watched, which has E-D like Dave, but instead just at People Also Watch. Join in the conversation. Talk to us about the movies we've watched, the movies you'd like us to watch, and anything that's going on in your interesting little lives. Oh, boy. I think we have a disclaimer that Adam is a half a finger, half a, like, I don't want to say finger, but it's he's drinking whiskey. It's and too late. It's, it's going. And I think we just uh, heard the remnants of that. <laughs> this reminds me being at home when Dad got home from work. <laughs> Why isn't the lawn mowed, Dave? Why isn't the lawn mowed? Oh, oh! I feel so comfortable. Oh, Dave! Dave really settled in. I've never seen yeah, him yeah, so yeah. happy. <laughs> all his his trauma responses have really come to the forefront. <laughs> oh boy! Well, it's 2023. Anyone got anything awesome this year? Oh, that'd be me. That'd be me. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, Dave. Uh, you guys, as as loyal listeners, uh, people, anybody's listening, you don't have to be loyal. I just want to announce that I have a book coming out. I have a book coming yes. out, you guys. Thank What's, you so what, much for you. This is like a book with words? It's a book with words and pictures, which is the really? most important part. Yes. Really cool pictures. Really, really cool pictures. Thank you. Uh, so, so it's a humor book. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't? No, none of, no, I haven't seen it in person yet either because uh, <laughs> my publisher is across the pond in the UK. They're called Volpine oh. Press. Oh. I know. So, so this book will be like 12 pence. 
how dare you? First of all, that would be 12 cents. <laughs> no, it will not be 12 pence. I believe on Amazon right now it's 15.99 for the hard copy and I think it's like it went up a couple dollars for the Kindle book. So, I think it's okay, like $6 nice. now and I think it was $4 before. Oh my god, I'm just getting so famous. Anyways, it drops on <laughs> February 7th. The big important news is it drops on February 7th. It's called Tips for Your Last Year on Earth. It's uplifting. Oh, so it sounds inspired by COVID, actually. <laughs> I mean, kind of, right? I, I think uh, it's right. It's it's a perfect book for um, your coffee table or uh, <laughs> a, 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 the top of your toilet, to be honest, right? It's a humor book. It's funny. Um, there is a brilliant illustrator. Uh, his name is Richard Warren, and he's Oak Moon Art. That is his art. He is he is very very talented, and also happens to be very funny, or at least funny enough to to make the things I wrote funny. So, uh, so you're saying he carried you? I get it. That's all right. That's I'm all right. Saying, it's like Peter Straub and Stephen King. Listen, I know when to grab onto some coattails and that's a very weird reference but yes uh sure i'll take it uh and you can get it on amazon uh the exciting thing that i found when i was searching myself on the internet as you do um it's also at barnes and noble i knew it was going to be at barnes and noble but when you see the barnes and noble like thing with i was like oh my god it's it's like real it's gonna be here uh, i'm gonna go I, find okay. it in a barnes and noble i don't want to buy it on the line i want to find it in the person yeah. Oh, well, I, I, well, I do too. I do too. Thank you, guys. Or I would like you to just send me one of the many copies you'll have. I, that's I, that's not a surprise, is your request, Dave. That is not a surprise. <laughs> as uh, soon as we get we those won't... switches you promised us, Dave, you'll get your book. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, we're going right. to do we're okay. going to do an in-person signing. We're going to do an in-person signing. Hopefully by the next podcast I'll know when that's going to be. So Ooh, we'll fun. Well, yes, please please let us know. Uh we'll put that up on our socials as well. No ED like apparently me. And oh, boy. oh wait, no, that's a good thing. No ED like me. Okay, never mind. Oh, new t-shirt. <laughs> no ED like me. People also watch. Oh, Dave. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. This book plug um, was perfect. <laughs> but no, honestly, we'll uh, we'll we'll put that in our socials, and um, the other thing is, I'll put the link in the podcast notes. Thank you uh, on this recording, and I'll put a link to Amazon, and then Barnes and Noble guys, Google Barnes and Noble and go go find one. Yeah, go find one. They'll, it might I be mean, three states but, over, but go. It might be. Yeah. And it's not out till February 7th, but but one day it will be in a Barnes & Noble. It might be on the 50% off site. Still buy it. Still buy it. <laughs> Still buy it. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to get my copy. I'm going to I'm actually going to sign it myself. I'm going to be like to Tara from Dave. Oh boy, Dave. We should, we <laughs> Every start. birthday gift I get you from now on is going to be your book <laughs> with your with a you different know what? inscription in it. As long as you're buying it, Dave, I'll be very happy about that. <laughs> You'll be like, "Why didn't you just give me like 15 bucks?" Uh, uh I get I get $2 from this thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Guys, guess what? It's also the new year. It's time to take Woo-hoo. stock in the year past and what is to come. So we have two Ray Fiennes movies ugh, that do just that. Both of these are on <laughs> HBO Max as of this recording. And uh, you're going to find out that I happen to love Ray Fiennes potentially more than is <laughs> natural or advisable. Uh, more than Hugh Jackman? Same. I would say it's sa- wow. we're on the same bar. New Hall oh. Pass. Oh. Oh. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> New Hall Pass. <laughs> so, 
This first movie is served up from Searchlight Pictures and features a full course of stars, including Ray Fiennes, or as I like to say, Ralph Finney's, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, uh, John Leguizamo. Oh, no. John Leguizamo. Nope. Like Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. <laughs> John Leguizamo. <laughs> Legumos. Yeah. John Legumes. <laughs> John Beaties. Uh, oh, and so God. many more than can be mentioned in the podcast. It's The Menu, and it was released in the U.S. in November of 2022 and has golfed down $76 million at the box office. Wow. That's mm. pretty spectacular. I didn't know it made that much. Okay, listen. Adam, yeah. what <laughs> is your logline? So, again, this is not the, the, the actual logline. This is Adam has watched it, and he this is what he thinks the logline is going to be. Adam, give it to us. Got it. So when somehow <laughs> a less obnoxious version of Gordon Ramsay invites <laughs> the societal elite to dine on his private island on locally sourced ingredients, someone forgets to pay the check, and they're all called to task in blood. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys couldn't see me at home, but I was jigging while I was... Uh, I was uh, he he was. I think the whiskey finally f- took effect. I think the whiskey has yeah. erased some of the the uh, top of the podcast energy. We'll just say that. <laughs> I I have to say, um, I'm, I'm not going to pull any punches here because it's the first movie. It's not the. So, uh, I really liked this movie. I was so slow to start it. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to start it because what if I don't get into it? I got hooked right away. I was in it to win it all the way to the end. Yeah, I mean, Nicholas Holt, I will watch Nicholas Holt do anything. Like, if you guys whoa, whoa, at home- Whoa, 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 I'm sorry, Hall pass for who? Adam. <laughs> Mandy and I have an agreement, all right? We have an agreement. <laughs> no, it's, it, Nicholas Holt, if y'all don't know him at home, um, he's been in a lot of really great stuff, but uh, I I really was turned on to him by The the Great on Hulu. He is oh, yes. fan. Fantastic in that show, but he's Wait, a Adam, great film actor as well. What, what, you, were t- you, you were turned dial on it down. down. Dial it down. Okay. I'm, I'm not <laughs> the one dial, dialing dial it up. Down. You are dial dialing it, up a little it bit, way little up. Bit. You're dialing. Uh oh, Dad's My bad. point is, the guy is fantastic. His timing is great. You're dialing and you're getting a busy signal. Dial it down. <laughs> the his timing is fantastic. He plays everything so grounded, and yet with there's so much fun when you watch him perform. He's fantastic. And he opens the movie in a relationship, air quotes that you can't see, with Anya Taylor-Joy, who the only criticism I have of her in this entire movie is her dress. I don't know who dressed her. Don't make that girl wear that dress. (laughs) It's not a flattering dress on anybody, man, woman, anything. Child. Don't make people, yeah, wear that dress. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, I didn't also didn't love the dress, but I think that was a specific choice to who that character was, right? Mm-hmm. And that she wasn't supposed to fit in with everybody else, and like, but same, I, I agree. I was like, and that poor thing had to wear that for weeks because that's her yeah. only outfit. That's yeah. It. Oh yeah, that that's that was right. it. And so, so it, it was. Go ahead. I I would just because I to 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 respond to like the overall sentiment. Uh, I was I was hooked to the beginning. Actors I love, interesting premise. Here's what, yep. here's my, mm, okay. And I know I will, literally no one is going to agree with me. I talked to Art about this, my husband. He loved this movie as well. I wanted so desperately 
to love this movie. Oh. And as, as soon as soon as like so it goes along and you're like there's something weird about this restaurant. There's some like obviously there's some weird thing. It's it's like skewering people who love high like you know fine dining. They're, they view food Foodies. in a very academic way and it's almost like this really gross, you know, version of that high society thing. And I'm like, okay, so once they reveal like the twist, right, of like sort of what's going to happen, which I think happens too early, because as soon as they reveal that, I'm like, all right, so now I'm just waiting for that to happen. And I feel like yes. I, I wanted that to happen as soon as I heard it, because yeah, all these people suck, right? And you're just like, okay, well, now it's just like unfolding. How's it going to happen? And then it does. And I, I don't know why I found it very unsatisfying but I did and maybe I just watched it at the wrong time I don't know but really as soon as I found out I was like oh okay all right so do it so like let it rip like be done with this I don't there was part of me that was like if this was a short film this would be like the most phenomenal short film ever I don't I don't know it's interesting that you say that because uh you know Mark Malad is that you say his name Malad wait who's that is that the writer is no he's the director He's a guy oh, known for TV, uh, Succession, uh-huh. Game of Thrones, Shameless. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't his, even look him up. His movie credits are <clears throat> What's Your Number, which is a romantic comedy about how many people you've slept with, huh. and Ali G <laughs> in the house. So I wonder if short form is just more his his speed. Okay, first of all, that yes. Ali G movie is phenomenal. Let's be real. Like that, I could watch any, like anyways, but I'll, uh, that, I digress. I, I don't know, but I don't think it was a fault of his necessarily because, it, unless that he changed the script, because like the characters say, like this is what Ray Fiennes is like, this is what will happen next. And everybody's like, yeah. oh, but they all, but also like, it seemed, I don't, I don't. I, I'm gonna stop for that. Well, I'm gonna stop right there. I, I, I feel as though, and I don't know where we, like I don't care about giving spoilers away. Um, okay, well then we're about to do the spoiler of the movie, which I actually think Adam did in the logline, so. Yeah, so basically Ray Fiennes is like this super great chef, and he invites all these rich assholes onto his island to have a meal, and the whole thing is a setup so that, get, wait, wait, are you ready for this? I can't wait to see so how Dave's going to do this. A dish best served cold revenge. Huh? Revenge? I don't it's know. Death. It's, it's death. It's, it's just death. It's no revenge. Yeah, but it's it's everyone's death. It's all these people's death. Yeah, but yeah. revenge. What? Oh my. Anyway, <laughs> but, keep but going, Dave. He, he's punishing. He's punishing them for being. Yes. Yes. Understood. Okay. Entitled a holes. Fair enough. You're right. You're right. I, I apologize. You're correct. Also, um, I think that like. Oh, maybe- I got angry at him to. To give me one, yeah. It was true. It was true. Angry Adam did come through. I would say the. I think the other reason, maybe the the twist for me right there is what what you just said, Dave, is that they're they are. It is a form of revenge. But the problem is, is like he's he's like a world renowned chef who is like cooked for these people for years and years. This is what his career. Like he is set. Up, he's like yeah. built into this world. So the world that supported you your whole career, you don't like now. You want to kill them all. It's like oh. you, you want to bite the hand that fed you. Yeah. So then go back nice. to making. Oh boy. Okay, Dave. Well, I, the, here's the thing. What I agree with you. Where, like, once that reveal happens, once he says, "Hey, I'm gonna kill y'all," everything, like, it, it better come to kind of a rapid end. Because one of the, my frustrations while watching now, I have a lot of critiques after, like, turning it off and go and thinking about it and going, "Oh, there's a hole. Oh, there's a hole." And oh, what about that? But while I was watching it, I was just so wrapped up in this chess fight between. 
Uh, is it Anya Taylor Joy and uh-huh. Ray Fiennes? And, uh, yeah, and that's why I think the movie didn't end sooner. I think so. Part of the setup yes, is that yes. Anya Taylor Joy is not supposed to be there, right? right? Like Nicholas Holt brought her as his date, but he was supposed to bring someone else. So because yes. he brought her, it makes everything more complicated and draws probably right. like the you know draws the movie out a little more because of that. Right. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the overall movie that had me. For this, I, yes, I did enjoy it, but it was the individual performances that I really loved. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Ray, Ray Fiennes is great. Not going to argue that. Yeah, I've already spoken about how much I love Nick Holt, but like, even. <laughs> oh, now the... he's Nick. Now it's Nick to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Big the, N. Next we call him Big N. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but like, the hostess played by uh, Hong Chow or Peter Groves as the yes. sommelier, I mean, they're just. Amazing. Peter Gross plays the sommelier who walks around and with every meal, you know, um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. serving, not serving, what's it, uh, course. Thank you, course. Um, yeah. He offers a wine pairing. And like some of the descriptions he gives of these wines, he's like, and here we have a lovely Cab Franc, which we use an immersion blender to really <laughs> yeah, bring <what>? out. <laughs> To waking it from its slumber. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, Johnny. there are moments when, um, when, uh, like the the guys will call Hong over and they're like, um, uh, what is this? And she's like, tortillas. And he's like, no, no. What's printed on the? To- what is? I don't understand because there are these uh, images printed on tortillas. I don't understand right. this. She's like, tortillas is corn with. <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah. she like really yeah. simply breaks it down. They ask for bread and she's like, no. 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 <laughs> These performances just kept me the whole time. And John Leguizamo playing an arrogant ass is just fun. He's fun. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, he, he was. Could, he could do it pretty effortlessly is what I'll say. He did a pretty good job <laughs> at that. And then and also Judith Light as the yes. uh, scorned woman or a woman who was cheated on. She was really great. There's a moment where Anna Tyler Joy is walking out the door and she's looking at everybody mm-hmm. and they all know they're going to die. And she just, uh, she looks at Judith Light, like the camera pans over to Judith Light and Judith Light is sitting there and with her hand, she just does this like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Get out of here. Yeah, run. Get run. out of here. It, it was so good. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Judith, you are the boss. Yeah. You are the uh, boss, Judith. <laughs> yeah, but she, that definitive. Nice. That, that you solved a television show right there. You're like it was Judith the whole time. I think we. Knew that. I think a big part of the reason I enjoyed this movie is Mandy is obsessed with these cooking shows uh, and yes. how yeah, seriously, you know, well, that's just it. How seriously the viewers, the participants, society in general takes this stuff because these are real people. Like, yeah. these are people. There are people out there who take this crap this seriously. Yeah, and. It boggles the mind, and there's a great. I'm not going to give away the the ending, um, but you know, let's just say Ray Fiennes didn't get into this to be the chef that he currently is, sure. and like you at home are sitting there going, like you're laughing at this the whole time, and then there's this one moment at the end where you're like, oh, oh, that kind of hit true. Like I get what he's, yes. I, I get that. A hundred percent, yes. And so, yeah, and that kind of that tugged at my heartstrings a little bit, which was nice amidst it, like it, the absurdist comedy. Well, I would say then, because to me, what it spoke of is like you become jaded when you think it's the thing you want the most, right? And then you're like, right. oh, this. And that, that's where you are right now, Adam. Adam is right at Ray Fiennes' breaking point today. And so that's what we're going to say. <laughs> jaded. I can tell by his smoldering seriousness. <laughs> I mean, there, there was a point where Ray Fiennes, I mean, he commanded the camera in this yeah, movie. Yeah, of course. I, I just, he always does. I thought, the guy, yeah, the guy's a master. I thought, 
Yes. And I watched I watched the other movie we watched first. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and, and then I watched this. And so it was like this was the first uh the uh, the second movie Strange Days uh was in 1995 and um and it was very young Ray Fonz. Oh, he was so beautiful. And then and then this <laughs> one was like, like a more, he was. He was. <laughs> a more a more mature better cast Ray Fines. He's still handsome. He's still a great part. A a great part of this movie is there's so Anya Taylor Joy eventually goes into the chef's house, and you have these like photos of you know the chef as a younger man. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I just watched him as a younger man. Like he didn't look like this at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's funny. Uh, So I would I would also agree. This was an actor's movie in terms of yes. like yes. what I wanted to be in this a hundred percent. And you, and I think the other thing I thought is, and I don't again, I, I wish I'd done a little more research on the script. This to me would have been a phenomenal stage play. Like to me, this oh, would yes, have played right. so, so beautifully. Because then then you have the tension. And then when it's revealed that they're all gonna die on stage, you're like, oh shit, how's this gonna go down? Whereas in yes. a movie you're like, this could be anything and it doesn't really matter. Like they're we we know the end. Like, okay, they're, they're all gonna die. Yeah. Well, that was also I always have that problem when I see these movies where they're like, you're all going to die and then no one does anything about it. Right. And Nobody he, like he, yes. or, or such little things. Right. Or yeah, very minor moves. Like I think the most effort that was given to escape was someone trying to break a window with a chair and it didn't work and that was it right yeah yeah and and I, I i talking about it now and thinking about the problems i had with it it's almost like i need to change my perspective about it that it was more about this was more like a satire and commentary more than a plot driven movie yes or uh-huh yes 100 percent. yeah I, and um, listen i i like I enjoyed it. It wasn't my, I'll say it wasn't my favorite movie I've watched this year, but I understand, like, the the strong points we said, yeah, totally great acting, fun, you know, a fun concept. Also nice to see sort of this, it's funny, I was thinking, wouldn't it have been great to have paired this movie with Pig, but, like, because it's two movies that oh, are about, yeah. oh, that would have like, been fun. fine dining. Like, I mean, it's like the yes. ugly, this, it's like the ugly side of fine dining, and then the ugly side of fine dining, right? <laughs> like, you, think, right? you think you're ugly, your uh, fine dining's ugly, you just wait. Wait, wait till you get fight <laughs> fights in the basement with the understaff. Like, what? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Which, by the way, it, it, like, let's plug it again. Everyone, go see uh, Nicholas Cage. Is it Nicholas Cage? Yeah, Nicholas Cage in Pig. Yep. Wow. Yep. Fantastic movie. Good. Fantastic. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Close second. Yes. Oof. Well, should we think, uh, yeah. go to commercial and then come back and talk about Strange is the, is, Day? Is the commercial going to be about my book? <laughs> it is now. Do a live commercial. Let's do a live read right now. Okay, perfect. Uh, I'll start. I'll start. No, it's not your book. <laughs> but I'm. It's my fucking show. <laughs> oh shit! Go to commercial. Go to commercial. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh oh, Dave I, took Adam's. I, I should have had more scotch. No, that was seriously. <laughs> oh, I'm Which still. I'm still person say, Hey, people like. You got to get ready for the apocalypse because it's coming. And one good yeah. way to get ready for the apocalypse is uh, to read up on it. Yeah. And, and there's this great new book. And what's it called, Tara? Tips for your last year on Earth. Huh. Huh. Exactly. You know, that sounds like a really interesting, engaging book. You know, oh, I, I you. suppose it probably ha- also has some really well-rendered art. 
Yeah, because you know, even if listen, it's the end times. Maybe you know you've you you like a shrapnel hit your brain and you can't read, but you know what you can do? You can look at pictures and try to interpret right. like what yeah. the best types yeah. of behavior to to you know to do in your last year on Earth. Which let's yeah, and I just bet say, you could use this book as currency. You know, in in, in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. We'll show the alien overlords who, who's really boss. <laughs> <laughs> there are. This will be modern day hieroglyphics, and let me tell you, when you see these pictures, that will be very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be right back with more. People also read. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Now here's a movie that people also watched. Another Ray Fiennes vehicle from 1995. It's a cyberpunk. It's a cyberpunk thriller that has big names itself. Directed by Catherine Bigelow, written by James Cameron and Jay Cox, and stars Ray Fiennes, Angela Bassett, Juliette Lewis, Tom Sizemore, William Finkter, and Vincent D'Onofrio. The box office was a paltry eight million dollars. But what price can you put on your Y2K? commentary from 1995 what price i ask you <laughs> adam you're riding the logline train what have you got <laughs> when james cameron and Catherine bigelow did too much cocaine in the 1990s <laughs> and then participated in an orgy with some of the biggest television and uh, film stars at the time they collaborated on a movie to make it all make sense. <laughs> this is Strange Days. Ooh, I want to start off by saying, when I say, first of all, that's an excellent logline for this. Thank movie. you. Yes. I Wait, could you correct me if I'm wrong? You both said you had never seen this movie before. Never. I had never seen it. Never heard about it. I don't it. know if I... I'm, I'm sure I heard about it, but when it, when I saw Ray Fiennes, I was like, "Nah." What? <laughs> he Wait, was coming. So- he was coming off of the English Patient, and what was the other big one he did? He did another like big, apparently swarthy- Tara was coming off of the English first Patient of all, too. Hi, oh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't tell you how many times I watched this movie in high school with my friends. So, so here's something. That, here's something, Tara. We'll say this: is that Ray Fiennes was first came into my scope. From the English Patient, sure. which at the time it being you know 1993, and I'm a 13-year-old boy, <laughs> I'm not watching the English Patient. Unlike a very mature 26-year-old Tara O'Brien. How dare you? I was. God damn it! No, I was. A, listen, 
listen, this is why 13-year-old boys are useless. There's no point to a 13-year-old boy that cannot appreciate a three-hour saga epic about a long-lost love set in a you know, period historical. I've never seen the English patient. What the? Dave, did you watch know, any movies in the mid-1990s that were good? Yes. The Rock. I... <laughs> <laughs> Face Off. Ooh, it's a good one. Yeah. Oh my god! Thank you. Okay, well, listen. I want you guys to start this off because, I, as as a person who watched this movie many many times, uh, I oh, I have recollections. Okay, I will say I, I will say this. Tara threw out Strange Days, and I went and looked at like the IMDb, and I saw I was like, James Cameron wrote this. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow directed. I it? know it has. It has William Fickner, Vincent D'Offre, Angela Bassett, Juliet. Well, Juliet Lewis, I'm not a fan of. Tom Sizemore, and like it was chock full of greatness. I mean, if Angela Bassett's in it, you should have watched it. Is what I would that, say. Yeah, that woman is beautiful. Like she's she insane. Needs- she's it's insane. It's ridiculous. She doesn't even- well, both Tom Sizemore and she looked like they were out of place in this world. It, it, it is this, like, what is it? It's supposed to be, it's four years into the future of 1995. So it's 1999. Right. Yeah, it's like they, going into the year 2000. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And it's very dystopian. <laughs> tec- yeah, there's this technology that allows you to experience other people's memories, uh-huh. like, via weave, head wig or something. And... Um and it's a crime. What is that called? A film noir. It's a yes. detective. Yeah, it's noir. a noir. It's a noir. It's a take yeah, on it's a noir. noir. And and you know, um, Ray Fiennes plays this uh drug deal. Well, drug dealer. I put it in quotes because he he deals in other people's memories. Right. Uh, and he gets caught up in this murder mystery, and that's all very fascinating. But it was also very like, how do I phrase it? It's uh, 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 not that great. Wow. <laughs> Just not. Wow. That. <laughs> it, wow. it was. It was like it felt like so much potential, and then ended with like, huh. So okay. So I'll say this: like one of the first notes I wrote down is, I love. 1990s LA in films because I'm oh, thinking yeah. of movies yes. like Demolition Man oh, yeah. or Strange oh, yeah. Days where like the world is on fire Escape in from Los LA. Angeles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like you know, riot police are in the streets and you know people are just yep. throwing Molotov cocktails for no reason. And yep. like I'm chuckling to myself. <laughs> and then like you hear a um, there's like a news report that comes up in the first three minutes and they go. Gas is over three dollars. Yes, fifth graders are <laughs> shooting people in the classroom, and I'm like, oh, oh no, oh, oh no. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow, what have you predicted? I mean, I have the to prophecy s- has come true. I actually think it's actually kind of unnerving, like because this was 1995, made in 1994. I actually think this movie holds up in a way that you really hoped it wouldn't have. Right. Because it's actually, like, I would say it's one of the most prescient movies that's probably ever been made, like, in the most dystopian, upsetting way possible. Yeah. Because I mean, how is TikTok not a version of looking at other people's sort of, like, personal memory? Oh, that's a good point. I mean, that is a, that, that is a very fascinating way And then you look at, like. And I'm being serious. I think that's a really great. Interesting point. I think what this movie did was go, here's the line. We cannot go any further. Yeah. And what we did was, oh, hold our beer. Yeah. yeah. We are going to go way beyond that line. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, 
I found this movie to be entertaining from start to finish. I don't know if I loved it, and I'm still kind of trying to ruminate about it, but I was definitely interested the whole way through. I think in part was because every time I just started to shut off, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, the whole tipping point of this um, movie is a a, a young black man was killed by police. Yep. And uh, there's a a videotape about it out there, and it's like, oh, 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 no. You know, which, by the way, Rodney King and blah, 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 you know, which is not a blah, blah, blah. Rodney King, but at the time, but like still... 20 years later, we're still dealing with the same BS. It's, it's just, much oh, worse. Yes. It's arguably, yeah. well, I mean, I don't know if it's worse. It's just we all know about much more of it. Right. So, right. and it's just yes. like, I, yes. I wonder, I, like, I don't think you need to remake this movie because you just don't. But I, I just wonder if this movie had been made a little later, maybe more people would have paid attention to it. Because it really, I don't, I don't know. It's real eerie. There's certain parts of it, it that's it, like, It Whoa. is really eerie. And it may be that if, if it wasn't so tied into the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's where it kind of like dates itself and falls apart a little bit where where it didn't have to. It didn't have to tie into 2000 at all. It just could have been like 2007. Um, I think they were really just trying to take advantage of the new millennium coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, because there was a lot of panic about 2K, you know, yeah. 2K. At the oh time, my God! So. People were free, like literally, like people thought the world was going to end, that there were going to be riots. Like I remember, like this being a whole thing that you were supposed oh, yeah. to be scared, like you were supposed to stay home yes. that night, and no one would have a computer in the morning, and it was like, yes, all the computers wouldn't know what date it was, yeah. so they'd all like <laughs> fry. It's like what? Uh, okay, all right. Let's let's get off of the politically sensitive. Uh, topic for a second and just talk about how much the costume designer hated Juliette Lewis. Can we just talk about how much <laughs> they hated her? I don't know what Juliette Lewis did to this person, but actually, man did they hate her. I actually disagree because I think that was literally like that is like if you had a time capsule of Juliette Lewis in the 90s that's all she like. She wore shit like 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 she was basically naked in every movie. Like she like they she was like. I did the not know that. Ultimate. I know neither of, did I. The ultimate of like you want to like like that Courtney Love like uh, like the skinny skinny model thing where it was just like women's bodies should be bones and skin and you should be able to see it all and you should be confident and like she just was like there's so many movies even what was the one where she was in with Woody Harrelson where she plays a serial killer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Natural, Natural Born, Born Killers. Killers. Natural Born Killers. There's a series of them where it's like, she is just, like, she's just sort of that, like, cracked out young woman in every movie. Yeah. Like, there's a version of that. I I, I had a very tough time with her in this movie. A, sure. Again, I, and I apologize, I just have never been a fan of hers. I get it. Um, I'm, I'm not either, I, Dave, I, but keep going. And, and I feel like... One of the things missing uh, I missed was why did Ray Fine's character love her so much? Like I get they that. had this they they had this throwback memory. He he like would he he dated her in the past and they did this throwback mystery m- memory which is like every like dead wife memory right. in a movie where it's just like laughing and rolling around and sunbeams and no and written dialogue and, just improvise i'm yeah, sure it'll no, sound great 
Yeah. 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 Come over here. Let me give you a kiss. You know, you see it in RoboCop. And that's the one movie I can think of yeah. uh, that has a direct correlation to that scene. And then, for reasons unknown, they break up, and she turns into the scuzziest scuzz bag. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. And I don't, like, is she try, trying to help her career? Was Ray Fiennes holding her career back? And so throughout the whole movie, Ray Fiennes is like, Julianne Lewis, come back to me. Well, That's and, my and Ray Fiennes. And what's weird about that was a really solid Ray Fiennes. Um, Thank you. What's, uh, so they started off, so Ray Fiennes is a guy who deals in memories who used to be a vice cop, right? Yes. So yes. he was operating uh, right, on, like, yes. the prostitution racket. Yes. And there's a moment, I think, like, halfway through the movie where he says, I met. Her name is like Faith, Faith, right? Mm-hmm. Faith. I met Faith, yes. Juliet Lewis, while being a vice cop. So right. I am under the impression, and I think it's elicited that she was a prostitute yeah. that he fell in love with. Yes. And then she went on to continue oh. basically being the Correct. same person and moving up the ladder socially, which is how she got hooked up with this yes. uh, record producer who is kind of like the, the villainous aspect of the movie. And if I remember correctly, so, wasn't that so Gary the, Oldman? The, no, no, no. I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, that was true romance. That, that was, was true romance. True romance. Um, yes, never mind. Sorry, sorry. Then again, another yeah. movie. Patricia Arquette, young, coked out, cracked out. Listen, Hookers with the Heart of Gold. <laughs> coked out, cracked out. Hookers with the, the Heart of that's Gold. That's the name of Tara's next book. It's true. I just think I think the trope of Hookers with the Heart of Gold was really, really invented in the '90s, or really like played out. Let's just. Say <laughs> I, that. I will say yeah. this, Tara. I did not considering you suggested the movie. I was uncomfortable with the amount of nudity that came out at the top. Like, we led with a lot of, like, sex and nudity. I'm like, did Dave recommend this? No, Tara recommended this movie. Says a lot about Reno in the 90s. Um, First of all, how dare you? I, don't, I didn't remember all of that. I remember, like, the Angela Bassett, Ray Fiennes, and also, like, going, like, why wouldn't you choose Angela Bassett over Juliette Lewis, like, forever? That's the other thing. Why did Angela Bassett's character stay with Ray Fiennes? Because he's hot! That I... Yeah, but he's an a-hole that uses her worse than... Oh, my Matthew God, Roderick yeah. ...in whatchamacallit day off. Yeah. Bueller's Day Off uses his best friend. Also, also, how did Ange- how did Angela Bassett get so badass? Like, I understand that she is a badass. We can all acknowledge that, you know, listeners oh, at home. She, but she in was the a movie, in me... the movie, like we see her as being like, the most badass woman that's ever existed. Yeah, I know, no, no, no. I know that. But it starts with her being like straight out of a bad sitcom, like with the. The waitress, you know, waitress outfit. She like walks into the house because her husband's being arrested. Because the way they meet, or, or her boyfriend, whatever, uh, the way that Ray finds and she meet, she comes home from a shift as like a diner waitress, and her man at the time gets arrested for blank. We don't know. And Ray finds is there as a cop, even though he's a vice cop. So I guess maybe the man was a prostitute. I don't know. Uh, she's he is sitting with her son. So then we cut forward to present day, which, judging by the kids aging, is only about six months later. And <laughs> she is, she has gone from like standard diner waitress to badass martial oh, yeah. artist, gunfighting, stunt driving, ki- like, and I love that. But like, I kind of wanted. 
that moment where, like, if, if this is who she's always been, like, she walks into the house as the cops are arresting her man, and her man sees her come and be like, no, man, don't leave me alone with her. She's going to kick my ass. Like, she's a man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I needed that setup as opposed to her, like, like her meeting Ray Fiennes, you know, caused her to, like, go to the next level or, you know, her being left by her man made her go to the next level. I would, I would say that she was like that before she became a waitress, and she dumbed it down just to move through life. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like like she was an international spy, and yeah. then she was like, "I just want a normal life." I just but then Ray Fiennes, you pulled this out of me. Yeah. God damn it. God damn you, Ray Fiennes. Can we? By the way, sorry. Quick side note: Why is it pronounced Ray Fiennes and not because Ralph? That's the way he wants it pronounced. Is he's that what it is? Fine English actor. Yeah. I think it's Rafe. Yeah, yeah, I think I think somewhere in the late '80s it changed from. Ralph oh, is that what it was? I don't think uh, it was ever Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. Like we just because of because it's like listen. Who's going to call me Tara if they don't know it's Tara? They're going to call me Tara because everybody, these, listen, going back to the menu, all you Luddites, no one could say Rafe, (laughs) so they say Ralph. I don't know. Yeah, but here's the other thing, Tara. You can make the argument that if you look at the name T-A-R-A, Tara and Tara, you're like, oh, okay. But Ray Fines spelled R-A-L-F, R-A-L-P-H. Got a couple of whiskeys. R A L P H. Like I'm not gonna say Ray. I'm not even gonna say uh uh how, Rafe. Is that how you say it? I think. Like so. I'm not gonna say that with that spelling. I'm just not. That's because you're yeah. a luddite. <laughs> you're so racist. I hate how racist you are sometimes. Like it's just awful. Yeah. Wait. Let's why talk about I, another I, point. I, I think you should pronounce how? your name Tay Ray. I, I don't understand. That seems like the English pronunciation of the name route. Okay, why are we talking about That's a great pronunciation that? of that English word pronunciation. Let's talk about the fact <laughs> that That's Angela Bassett maced a dog in this movie. <laughs> That's right. And then immediately following that, William Fetchner shot the dog. <laughs> I was... It, it was the 90s. I'm I was... <laughs> Oh, Adam mad. Catherine Bigelow, what are you doing? It's funny that I didn't actually put together until this watching, like when we were doing this, that she directed this movie. And I was like, I love this movie even more. I don't know. Like, I just didn't. Because back in the 90s, like, you just didn't, like, you didn't, you just assumed it was directed by a man, like, to be honest, right? Well, that's like Point Break. No one knew she directed Point Break. I didn't know. I didn't know. Catherine Bigelow no. directed the original Point Break, which is an amazing movie. And of yeah. course, she's directed since then, like Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt yeah. Locker. Hurt Locker, but, yeah. But like to be a woman in the '90s and directing a movie like Point Break or a movie like Strange Days, like good for her, badass. I mean, honestly, like the thing that sucks, the thing that's the most terrible is, yeah, you have to have been James Cameron's wife to get that kind of access or for people to trust you. So like, I'm happy for her and I think she, and also, she's an amazing director. There's no arguing. There's not even like, you can't even say like she's not, no, she is. But it's like, it took, yeah, you can't just have to like marry the biggest, one of the biggest, you know, directors in Hollywood to also be allowed to freaking direct a movie. Well, and you know what's effed about this is that James Cameron actually got nominated for an award for this movie, but she mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, because James Cameron yeah, wrote the script, great, and yeah. they're like, oh, great job, James. I'm like, what about Catherine Bigelow managing these names and managing this chaos that her freaking husband wrote? Like, come yeah. on. It's, yeah. it's funny. Yes. I looked at, after I saw that she directed this, I looked it up. I looked some of the old reviews up again just because I was like, oh, this is interesting. And 
Uh, it's funny because the other thing I thought is, again, they, they actually did close down Sunset Boulevard and they like blew shit up. Like they, there was like chaos. Like the, the you yeah. know, post-apocalyptic Los Angeles scenes you see in this movie are, are live. And then the other thing they did is they had the, they had promoters have a show, like a real rock concert downtown, I think it was. And they just basically <clears throat> told everybody, like, we're filming and do whatever you want. And people were throwing Molotov cocktail, like all this crazy stuff. People <laughs> were getting arrested. People were hot. And they just filmed it all. And I was like, that's the most brilliant. Like, you just have to deal with it. Like that. <laughs> like that. Like, I, yeah. I always thought about that movie. Who like, needs how a, did they do extras that? extras union. Right. Yeah. Well, but yeah, when you could just. And by the way, people paid $10 to come see this concert. <laughs> they, and so, it, it's. It, yeah, because you, you sit there and you watch, like, the last 10 minutes of the movie, there's a lot chaos. of shots of this chaos. chaos. And Angela Bassett oh, is, like, pushing her way through it. And you're sitting there going, oh, no, no, she's got to get, like, she's trying to get these people out of her way. Like, yeah, they she are needs not... to get to her mark. Like, she's like, <laughs> yeah, she's like move. <laughs> and I was like, you talk about that and Demolition Man and even Face Off. Like, there was a few movies in the 90s that really ru- ruined fil- uh, filming in Los Angeles for the rest of time. Like, we could never <laughs> even remotely do something like any of that today. You couldn't come close. No. Nope. It's like, no. now granted, like, you know, everything's CG. And so, yeah, you could, like, replicate it. But I was like, t- if you have a director, if you do want some authenticity, you're never going to get it again because of these movies. <laughs> well, I mean, you got, well, it's, they're it's, driving it's, tanks down the street. Yes, and they did it. They did it. Driving tanks around. And I wrote that down. I'm like, oh, they got tank money. Like, that's, you know, Hollywood (laughs) Boulevard tanks. That's a serious, you know, that's a serious chunk of change. Yeah. I mean, again, this is like, again, after they did that, they're like, no more tanks on Hollywood Boulevard, guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, no, that's okay. I I was, um, uh, now I forget what I was going to say. It wasn't, it wasn't great. (laughs) That's fair. Can we talk about how clean the L.A. Metro is in this movie? I need to talk about that because what? Like, was it, it new at the time? I was going to say, I think it just opened. And there's no <laughs> so other way that and, and, like, probably the L.A. Metro was like, you are not allowed to do anything down here. You may don't, don't touch anything. No trash <laughs> yeah. can be left down here. Right. Vincent D'Onofrio, I, so young, so young. Vincent I know. D'Onofrio. William Fechner, Juliette Lewis look the same now as they yeah. did then, but Vincent D'Onofrio, so young. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think William Fechner's ever. I think he might be the devil because he definitely has not aged. Nope, nope. No. He came out of the womb looking like that. Here's my quick pitch on Juliette Lewis. I back then I was not a fan. I thought, oh my god, like she's this. She's you know she always plays a hooker. She plays like these skeezy characters. But I have to say like. There's a certain appreciation I have for what she did and what she sort of stood for in the era of the Courtney Loves and stuff. It's like, look, they those women lived and they did. They they got these roles and they're iconic because of them. And we sort of know who she is, which allows her to now do things like I don't know if you guys watched um, Chippendales. Oh, no, no, no. The other one was with the girls. Oh, my God. It's on. Show. Oh, Yellow Jacket. Rangers. Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Like, oh, she yes. can now do stuff like that where she's just, she gets to play like a grown up badass. Like, a, See, she doesn't I, have to be naked badass. The thing for me yeah. is, like, I, I hear you, Tara, and I think she's definitely earned her stripes. Yeah. I, it's just, she had a large part in this movie. It, it, yes. Like, it went beyond just being arm candy, you yeah. know? I, I, like, I will say that, yeah. and it's probably because Catherine Bigelow directed it. But yes. my, it, my she, point, she had a pivotal role. Yeah. Right. But, like, she was one note throughout. Like, she was just like, and 
I don't know. I did not look up what her resume was before this. Maybe this was one of her early movies, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But my point being is that you're talking about the woman who is, she is the femme fatale, right? Right. She is the one driving the film. She is the one that's supposed to be the most engrossing female role. And Angela Bassett stole that easily from her. And it's because I didn't feel like Juliette Lewis did that. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it was like What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Cape Fear. Like these are like she was in giant movies. She was a national like she's national worked since she was Christmas a child. Vacation. Yeah, she was a national. She was the daughter. She was their daughter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I so so then yeah then it wasn't new. She wasn't new to this. She wasn't so, remotely new. She'd been doing it yeah. a while. So you know I don't know what whatever. That's neither here nor there for me. I will say that Ray Fines was really fun to watch in this movie. I didn't necessarily buy him as like street yes. tough Ray Fines, but yes. um, like skeezy Ray him Fines. Him and Tom Sizemore. But but what I liked about it, what I liked about this is I liked the realism of Ray Fines being like a skeezy, not good at shit person. Like yeah. there was never a moment yeah. he needed Angela Bassett to save his life all the damn yeah. time because he could Absolutely. not deal. <laughs> Like no. anytime this man got punched, he was like, ah, and he'd fall down. Like, <laughs> and I love that. No, I love like like he committed to that. Like, yeah, I'm not a tough guy. I have no claim at being that. And 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 that made him more endearing to me as a character. Yeah, I I I agree with that. I think he was very good in this. Uh, I just felt like he may have been a little miscast. I don't know why that like there's still that little bit of Ray Fine's seriousness coming through. That it was hard to lose him in that character. Tara's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that, that Ray fan seriousness. I, I bet it was like because he's a, he was at that point of the career. Like he was every like he was starring in huge movies, right? He could yep. do whatever he wanted. And I think he wanted to do something where he was a little bit different, a little bit more yeah. you know, down in the down in the dirt. And, you know, he just he Listen, everybody can play whatever they want, and we all can't. He's just always going to gravitate towards a well-spoken, higher-class, powerful yeah. person. Like, he just can't help but be that. So. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, by the way, can I say for, like, a hot minute, I thought Tom Sizemore was not going to be a bad guy? For, like, a hot minute, I was like, really? oh, my God. This is the only movie Tom Sizemore is going to be? Oh, never mind. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not possible. It, he he will no. There's no redeeming qualities. He he's not gonna. It's poor Tom. Oh, poor Tom Sizemore. Wah, wah. He I think he punched his wife. Right. I don't have a lot of sympathy for <laughs> Tom Sizemore. Wow, that escalated quickly. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. He got in some trouble with something. I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> tracks. It tracks is what we'll say. Yeah. It tracks. Uh, there was this one line. I forget who said it, uh, but it, it was statistically Jesus is the number two word that they say before being killed. Shit mm-hmm. being number one. Like, is this something uh, Cameron and Cox just pulled out of their asses and were like, Dude, they, uh, or or did they do some kind they, of research? There were a number. There were a number of scenes where I swear to God, what they did was like, all right, deliver this zinger. Cut. Okay, we need another zinger after that zinger. All right, deliver this zinger. (laughs) Nope, not enough. Do this zinger. Like, there was a scene where Angela Bassett and Ray Fiennes were at some random house, and Angela Bassett must deliver, like, eight zingers 
Like, like that should end the scene one after the next, and they just don't cut. And I'm like, what is happening right now? There's no rules. In the edit room, they're like, no, 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 no. Let's let's keep going because the next one's even better. Oh no, the next one's even better. Right, exactly. Let's just yeah. we'll, we'll put them all in. It'll be like Clue. <laughs> Everyone sees every ending. This is, uh, I don't know. There there are these moments in this movie that that remind me how frustrating uh, um, the '90s films for this type of genre were because like there's so much objectification of women and so That's all much. It is. So much. It's like there's yeah. so much. Like, oh, we have this technology. You know what we're gonna use it for? Sex. And I'm like, guys, yeah. <laughs> get like, great. like there's there's actually yeah. a really great there's actually uh, a really great moment uh. in the movie. There's a really great moment where Ray Fines like goes to the club he always hangs out at, and there's a dude there in a wheelchair that Ray Fines is like, Hey man, oh, I got right. this memory, especially for you. And he puts it in, and it's a guy like He's walking through the water on the beach. And the whole idea yeah. is that, like, you experience, you know, these memories. And I'm like, right. oh, my God, this is actually really nice. And it shows, like, the guy in the wheelchair crying. And it comes back to him. Yeah. And then, like, two <laughs> seconds later, some, like, busty brunette is, like, running down the beach and is like, <laughs> yeah. hey. And I'm like, what? Yep. No, you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just, uh, he just undercut everything you set up. I just don't think there was room is like listen they had to they had to probably climb a hill enough just to get a woman to direct this type of gritty action noir movie and it just seemed like listen did she want to put this stuff in there I'm gonna say probably not her first choice right but of the time and yeah. to get the movie out there and to get people to watch it, it was that was like the old thing it's just like you know sex sells baby and right. it's like well, oh. and, you know I wonder and, and I want your opinion especially on this Tara do you think Catherine Bigelow saw this script, loved this script at whatever iteration she saw it at, and was like, this is the movie I want to make after Point Break? Or do you think this is like, here's an opportunity for you? What do you think it was? Here, well, okay, so I in this, this series of articles I read, actually what happened was, so I think they, James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow are divorced when she directs this movie, but they had just oh. gotten divorced, but they stayed, like, close, whatever, because they think they got divorced in, like, 93, and this was, like, 94, whatever yeah. it was. So... James Cameron had apparently sort of written down this in sort of like a script slash like conceptual form, and she really liked it. And they were like, "This the this should be a movie that we should you should direct." And so, whatever the first iterations of this idea that James Cameron had, she literally said like, "I this is what I like want to do." And so they sort of did their versions of as much as they could write, and then they hired this other screenwriter guy, James Cox, to to sort of put it put shape to it. So. You know, I, I think that to me, as much as she could, like Angela Bassett, even Juliette Lewis, right? Like the women have, there's stakes for women that aren't necessarily just love, though that still obviously are. But I think like to me, that was when I was that age, when I was a young teenager, that was my first introduction to Angela Bassett. I had never seen her in a movie before. So I was like, this woman is the coolest woman I've ever seen in my life, right? Freaking so, ripped. She is so, ripped. So on that on that yeah. note, like Catherine Bigelow got it totally right, right? Like where you're mm -hmm. like, you do want this woman to have, you know, to sort of, though she does pine for freaking Lenny, it's like, I don't know. So like, do well, I for the think... English? She wants to be his English patient. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so so anyway, that's what I that's what I read. Menu. But I, you know, what's interesting to me is I have such a this movie sort of holds a place in my uh, psyche 
from the time I first saw it. It's so so it's hard for me to go like if I watch this movie for the first time, would I feel the same way? And I don't know that I would. But yeah, it was. Well, I think I think a young Tara looked at it and said, "There," and and thought to herself, "There are places better than Reno." How dare you? How I mean, you? you guys also got to remember this is '95. Like, yeah, this concept of like altered reality and yes. manipulation of memory, like this was a, still a relatively new concept. And it was kind of what edge. it was. Yeah, it was for, cool. For what it was, I think, was well executed. Yeah. It didn't yes. feel forced, right? You know, I think as far as like melding film noir and sci-fi. I think it did a pretty good job of that. It's better than and, the remembrance. Into the world millennium. Yeah. Better than the remembrance. Remember that movie, Tara, with your hero Hugh Jackman? Yeah, it's much better than that. It's funny. I never yeah. even thought about that movie. Reminiscence. Reminiscence. Oh, reminiscence. Whatever. Yeah. No. No. Like, remember, Adam? It's not a word. Reminiscence. That's not a <laughs> right, fucking right. word. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to upsell it. That's my, That's oh, on no. me, you guys. I think we did talk <laughs> about. I did reference this movie when we talked about that, and I said Strange Days did such a better job of this concept. Oh really? <laughs> I do. Oh wow! Well, we're we're going to go, go back, back to the tape on that. Yeah, we're going to go back to the tape. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we rate this? Let's rate it. Rate it. So we have a three-tiered rating system for people also watched. The the top tier is people must also watch. You got to see this movie. Uh, the middle tier, people could also watch. You can watch it if you want to. And finally, people don't also watch. Just no. Okay, I mean, I think it's clear where I stand on this. This is a people must also watch. I I think this movie is uh, formative for a lot of different <laughs> concepts in uh, movies. Uh, Angela Bassett is a queen amongst all people, and Ray Fiennes is hot. So let's just say that. Uh, does it have problems? Is the classic women are objectified? Yeah, all that exists. It's a movie from the '90s. What do you want? But uh, I, 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 I like, yeah. Just watch it. It's so much better than some of these movies that we've watched. <laughs> That's true, Dave. I, I, I'll. I'm gonna say. I think for me, it's a people could also watch. Um, it's a very. It, it, it's it's a decent movie. It's not a great movie, but it does have uh, Ray Fiennes. It has <laughs> Angela Bassett. It, it's written by Jim Cameron. It's directed by Catherine Bigelow. It has William Fickner. It has Vincent D'Angelo. It just has so many people in it that it's worth watching for that. Ah, you guys are going to make me the tiebreaker, huh? That's right. <sighs> yeah, sit on that. I'm sitting and spinning. I'm going to go with <laughs> people must also watch. Oh, dang. I think this I'm movie. I'm surprised. Ha- I'm surprised. Et tu, Brute? I-, I, think, I think this movie not only has the star power to carry it, because regardless of how ridiculous these lines are, and there are some ridiculous lines, yeah. uh, <laughs> these people all deliver them fairly well. The arcs occur within each character, and you buy them. Catherine Bigelow visually does a really good job with the movie. And while, you know, we're taking a lot of this for granted because of all the movies that have come out since this movie. Yeah. Tara's right. This was cutting edge at the time. And I think the thing that really cinched it for me is that there are some, it's still freaking topical. Like everything that's happening in this movie, super topical. Uh, Again, Catalyst is the killing of a young black man by the cops. You know, it, like, I think you should watch this movie. I think you should. Whoa. I really wish it wasn't tied to the year 2000, though. Was that a bad time for you, Dave? 
No. Yeah, that's when he turned 45. Oh, <laughs> damn. Adam with the age jokes tonight. Whiskey makes <laughs> you eat. Whiskey, well, whiskey, whiskey, you know, whiskey. Tonight whiskey. is my retirement party. <laughs> I signed up for Medicaid. Um, no, it just, it just, that instantly puts it at a time and place where if it was not 2000, if it was just, you know, like, look, we, we went past the date of, uh, back to the Future of 2017 or 2014 or 2016. We've gone past the date of the original, um, uh, what's that, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner? Yeah. Blade Runner, yeah. Um, it, there's just been a ton of in the future movies. I think we've gone past the date of uh, that one where if you turn 30, they kill you. Um, oh, Logan's Run. But l- let me ask run. you this, Dave. If it had, ho- if it had opened with <laughs> In the Future... Or at some point in the future. And that's the only reference to the future. Would you have accepted that? Yes, I would have. You would have. And, and that's kind of my point. That's Because it, it kept going, 2000, it's the year 2000. Oh, God, right. it's 2000. And I was, it, it kept pulling me out of it because I was like, no one gives a shit. Okay, what about you, Tom? 2000 came and went. Like, if, if it had opened with, like, a title screen with, like, in the not-so-distant future or in the future. I would don't, you have, like... I, I don't remember like the year two thousand really bumping me that much. Like that, like to me, it made because like that's what everybody was afraid of, right? And that was well, yeah, back in the time. But today, watching it for the first time, right? It's like oh, hoverboards it, haven't come out. Back to the Future's already, you know, that future yes. is already passed. But my point is, is that you do you think there's more power in labeling it in the future? Because here's the thing: if I was to say in the year three thousand seventy-five, everyone's gonna be like, "Fuck you." But if I were to say in the year 2030, everyone in 10 years, the movie's going to be obsolete. So, like, what's the move there? Is the move but but in the the, you just say in the future, in, in the near future, in the near future, or don't even st- don't even reference years and just be like, hey, this is right now, sure, L- or that like a couple years from now because L- it is a new technology. L- but- Looper did that well. I don't know if you guys have yeah. seen Looper. Yeah, but that was a great yes. example of that. Like just being like, it's the future. You wouldn't know it except flying cars. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, well, well, let's uh, let's talk about what we're also watching or reading or seeing or um, one of the things. I, I'll go first. I I hope you don't mind. But no, please. Uh, I discovered mind. this uh, insane documentary. I think it's a documentary. I don't know if it's a joke or or a real documentary called Paul T. Goldman <gasps> on Peacock, and it's about this guy who got married to a woman he suspects uh, was. Um, was fleecing him for his money and a prostitute. And uh, and he wrote a book about it and then wrote a script about it and then made a movie where he stars in the movie about it. And it is insane. And you gotta you gotta watch at least the first three episodes. I think they're half hour episodes. Like the first episode, I was like, "This is bonkers and dumb." In the second episode, I was like, "Who is this guy and what's going on?" In the third episode, I was like, "He is crazy. What is happening?" I I think Seth Rogen is one of the executive producers, so it gives you a sense of like uh, the like literally in the third episode, I'm watching it. I'm like. Okay, this is all fake, right? This is all just made up bullshit. Or this is like I, I forget. I don't know if you knew this uh, reality show called um, Average Joe, or basically they took one person and made a reality show around them. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna make a reality show," but they cast all improv actors around him 
and and uh, made this crazy reality show that he thought he was a part of. That's what this feels like, like some kind of great practical joke. But I don't know if the jokes are on him or is on me or on Peacock or on Seth Rogen. I have no idea. It's bonkers. You should watch it. All I will add to that is uh, I the same people that did that show did the show that I well, not all the same people, but the partner of the people that did that show did the show I worked on all last year on coming out on Amazon slash freebie. And oh. I, I don't want to say, because I can't say anything about the show that, that I did. I, I want to say that, though, I will say, Dave, that some of the things you said are correct. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. That's what I'm going to say. But yeah, I, I haven't it watched is. it yet. That's on my queue. Paul T. Goldman, I, I cannot wait to watch it. Oh, oh, it is. I'm glad it's on your queue because when you get caught I can't up, wait. let's talk about it because it is nuts. And, and maybe off, off, off recording. Tell me the secrets. Okay. I don't know or all maybe, the secrets. Maybe wait until I've seen the whole thing. I don't know yet. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I don't know anything. Uh, okay. What am I watching? Uh, listen, I've been watching. I was on the SAG nominating committee this year, which just means that they send you a bunch of screeners and you vote. Um, so I've watched a ton. Oh, is that all that means? Of movies. It's random. It's a big deal. It's random. They, it's like yeah. a random thing. I've gotten it once before. She's one rung up on the ladder right. than us. No, I'm not. In any way. If, if only. Uh, so I watched a ton of movies uh, over the, over the, did I already, I think I already said this. Did I talk about Emergency? Did I talk about this yet? You told us. Okay. Yeah, but, us. Uh, you, you... Oh, okay. Well, there's a movie on Amazon called Emergency. Uh, out of all the ones I saw, this will have actors that I, I don't think most of us would recognize. They're young, all young actors. And then a script that yep. is really fantastic, that really propels this. It's like a, it's almost like watching an older movie that you're like, Oh, like one thing leads to another. You're just like, how's this going to get worse? How's it going to get worse? And then it just keeps getting like, it's just, it's really, really well done. And I think the end scene, this this particular performance, this one young actor gives is so beautiful. And I wish, I don't think he's going to get nominated for anything. And it was, it was fantastic. Anyways, it's a good movie. Emergency. Nice. Emergency. Uh, it, it, it's not the film version about the, uh, the, 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 the cold medicine. The vitamin C medicine, Dave, right? You're fired. No. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna walk off. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I shouldn't be here. All right, Adam. Uh, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna deviate from the path. Um, I've been listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast recently. And Tim Ferriss, who is an author, um, he's written the four hour body, the four hour work week, um, four hour cook. It's a I'm going to call it a self-help, I guess, is the best way to do mm-hmm. it, um, podcast. But what they do is they interview some really interesting people that are experts in their field. And what's interesting about this is that Tim Ferriss is not afraid to interview people who have ideas that may differ from the norm and analyze them correctly. He's not immediately jumping on the bandwagon, but he will listen to other people's concepts and ideas. So he's a little broy. I'm not going to say he's not broy, but uh, at the end of the day, he offers some really interesting commentary and um, an interesting perspective on some stuff that uh, I think we should all listen to. So I'm going to go with the Tim Ferriss podcast. Um, if his podcasts aren't four hours long, I would be upset. You know, the first couple are like an <laughs> hour and a half, and you're like, this is too long. And then he figures it out and gets it under an hour, and you're like, okay, it's better. I don't know. It feels like his brand is <laughs> the four, four hour hours. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he has over 400 episodes, so you don't want to, oh, like... Oh, God. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear God. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. And if, if nothing else, what I will say is that you can take pieces of what he talks about and implement it in your life, and it actually helps. Hey, let me ask you this. If I became more bro-y, no. would that be no. a better Dave? No. I mean, Dave, you're already wearing a beanie. Um, <laughs> no, Adam, he's in because... Seattle now. He has no choice. He has oh, that's to true. Do that's <laughs> true. But also, I didn't shower today, and I was like, why, like, I want to, like, take the emphasis off my hair. <laughs> hair. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Adam, exactly that right. was a sick burn. Adam put hair in quotes, you guys. He air-quoted Dave's hair. <laughs> because, because, like, I just took the hat off, and as you can see, not much there. I mean, hey. it's not like I'm balding, but... I'm, that's why I'm getting married like in two weeks because I got to lock that down before it all disappears. <laughs> <laughs> the next, the next recording, Adam will be have like a giant bald spot. Yep. He, he'll have a pot belly. Oh, he'll man. be like, I just got married. He's it's weeks, like, so, he's weeks away from doing whatever he wants forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, amazing. All right, we got to end this. Yes. Yes. Thank you uh, for listening. And, and one more time, when's your book coming out, Tara? Oh, my book's coming out February 7th. You can pre-order it. In fact, please do. And um, when you pre-order it, I don't care if you like it or not, please review it and say you did like it. Give it five stars anywhere you want. <laughs> <laughs> or don't buy it and still review it. Please. Please. Yeah. And I think it's going to be great. Tara's very funny. And I can't wait to read it. Um, but so thanks for listening to us. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> Tars keeps looking at me like Dave said something she, nice, and it was like genuine. I don't know how to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, and so uh, tell <laughs> tell us what movies you'd like us to also watch. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at people also watch no a e d just like a hymns customer. I'm not gonna say me. <laughs> no ED, just like me. At people also watch. I want that T-shirt. Um, thanks for listening. I got nothing else. I'm done. I'm gonna have some scotch. Scotchy, scotchy, scotch. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.